You're listening to At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. And welcome to another installment of At The Mic, the podcast where we talk to people about their lives. And if you're a fan of the Blaze TV, you've likely heard this voice before. And Moron Trivia is back. That's the voice from the opening theme of Moron Trivia on Pat Gray Unleashed. It's the voice of Ed Bishop, who creates the promos on the Blaze TV and radio networks. Well, Ed sat down and discussed how he originally got into broadcasting, his yearly 22-hour drives with the family, his close friendship with Stu Bergier and his wife, Lisa, and how one of the biggest starlets in Hollywood bought his dinner one night in New York City. Here's Ed Bishop, who made time for us on At The Mic. He is the creative genius behind a lot of ah. the stuff that you hear uh, on The Blaze, both uh, radio and TV. He kind of comes up with ideas, edits them together. You stop me if any of this is wrong. I like it, so far. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Just yeah. Just keep going. Yeah, put the music to, you know what I mean? Like, the more on trivia, open. Okay? That's all Ed Bishop. Basically, yeah. Anything that identifies The Blaze or any of the shows. Um, not everything, but a lot of it, yeah. The okay. I, the IDs, the promos. Yeah. yeah intros. So yeah. Good stuff. And and it's your voice in a lot of the stuff, too. Yeah. You yeah. do so much, man. So that's Thanks, awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted people to, to know who you were. Cool. You know, behind the scenes, stuff like that. And so we'll get into some of the things that, that you do around here later on. But let's start at the beginning. Ed Bishop, Born and raised, uh, maybe not raised, you can tell me, mm -hmm. definitely born in upstate New York. Yep. Okay. Raised there as well? Yeah. Uh, up till about 12. Okay. Yeah. And then, so what part of uh, what part of New York are we talking about? Uh, Hudson Valley, uh -huh. between, right between Poughkeepsie and uh, Albany. All so, right. Yeah. Very cool. How was life? Not right? New York City. No, I'm no. just clarifying. Two that. different places, right. right? I did live there, but not. I was not raised there. <laughs> okay. All right. So how was life uh, up to age 12 there in upstate New York? It was cool, man. Small town. You know, it's funny. I mean, I moved around a lot since then, and <clears throat> I always wanted to get away from the small town. But there were lots of times when I liked, <laughs> I would like to go back to small town, just less traffic. Mm -hmm. seems like, you know, people are a little more friendly. Right However, there, everybody's right. in your business in the small town, so that's the downfall. But well, know, How small cool. a town are you talking about? I'm talking 12 people. No, <laughs> no, it was a small town. It really was. It that's was, called a um, compound. <laughs> it was a compound, yeah. <laughs> that's what you want. No, it was a it was small town, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So how was school growing up? I mean, did you enjoy yeah, school. school? Yeah, I mm. did. I Man, I tell you, though, I don't uh, – I, I liked school, but I didn't want to learn. Like, I can learn. Anyway, right now, I love – absorb everything, you know? I, I – uh, Anything on TV, I'm just taking it in. I could watch Science Channel and I get it. When I was a kid, I didn't get anything. I just wanted to be out on the monkey bars or, you know, I wanted to be in the playground. Um, yeah, and, I, and now I realize it's because I wanted to be doing something like kind of creative. I didn't know what it was, but I did not want to learn anything. Gotcha. Yeah, but I enjoyed it. Isn't that weird? Did you, yeah. Um, did you play sports as a kid? Did you do anything mm -hmm. to get that energy uh, out of you? Yeah, or? Uh -huh. yeah I played uh, well, lots of baseball. Baseball was my thing. Cool. Yeah, it just kind of came natural. That's the one thing I can honestly say I didn't have to really try at i was not i'm not saying i was great at it but right. it just came it natural. just came naturally yeah, yeah sure i loved it um mm. when did you uh hang it up uh, when i got my driver's license and discovered uh girls <laughs> <laughs> that was it you know <laughs> that is it no more baseball that's awesome yeah. that's awesome so at 12 is that when you moved to southwest florida yeah yeah moved to southwest florida we always went there every summer uh to to florida not necessarily southwest florida but my parents just wanted to uh i don't get us out of upstate new york they wanted to go down there weather's better and um so did yeah. you guys drive all the way from New York? Did you fly? We or? drove every year. Wow. Yeah, every summer we would drive down and back. My parents drove straight through, too. Yeah. My dad would stop at a rest area and, and like, doze off for, like, two hours and then, you know, wake back up and go. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. So how long of a drive is that? About straight through is about 22 hours. 
Wow, yeah. then, you know, you yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. That puts to shame my family's record. We drove from Omaha to Atlanta in one day. I think it was 17 and a half hours. We stopped at a Walmart for an hour in Paducah, Kentucky, halfway there to kind of stretch and stuff. Yeah. We got to about Chattanooga, and the youngest, who was at the time an infant, just had... She was at the end of a rope, yeah. and she strapped into that car seat and just started screaming. So for the last two hours of the trip down I-75 in North Georgia, it was loud, but not stopping. Yeah. Daddy's not stopping. <laughs> yeah. We're no, almost there. Yeah, we did it every year. I mean, did, did, we did road trips everywhere. We didn't, you know, we didn't have a ton of money, and yeah. <clears throat> flying a family is expensive. Yeah. Even then it was if you didn't, you know, I'm not saying we were dirt poor, but we didn't. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, my dad was like, nah, we'll drive it, you know, and we'd stay down there at, uh, you know, my aunt's place uh, in Florida. So we'd go down for a month. So it wasn't like oh, we wow. drove. Yeah, it wasn't like we drove twenty two hours and came back three or four days later. We were there for a month. So oh, my dad recuperated cool. for two a month and then got to drive back. But, I um, gotcha. But it was fun. But the worst part was my brother had this life size dog named Rover. It's, an, it's a stuffed animal, <laughs> but it was as big as him. <laughs> and oh he no! Come on. Had to bring it every. No. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, it was. It took up a human space right. in the car. So there was four of us in a, t- in a small car to begin with. Uh, with this giant dog sitting next to my brother in the back seat. So I yeah. mean, tell me. Yeah. Did it didn't you, make any noise, so that was good. But it was just, Did you think that maybe when your dad was uh, pulled over, taking the two-hour nap, you think, yeah, this is where I'm taking Rover and mm-hmm. t- chucking him in that dumpster before anybody notices? I huh? tried several times before wow. we even left, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you have three siblings, mm-hmm. right? A sister, two brothers. Yep. You just mentioned the owner of Rover. Rover, my younger brother, yeah. Mm-hmm. How close are you guys in age, and where do you fall on that list? Uh, yeah, my younger brother and I are two and a half years apart. Uh, we pretty much grew up together. Okay. And then there is a eight-year difference between me and my older brother. And so, I mean, we grew up together, but he was kind of out of the house, uh, you know, 18 or 19. So I didn't really grow up that much with him, except when I was really young. And my sister is closer to his age. So those two grew up, and then my younger brother and I grew up. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of almost like two sort of separate families. Even uh-huh. though we're still super close, uh-huh. uh, we didn't necessarily grow up together. It's I weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You... Went to college for accounting? Again, I hated school. Because <laughs> as a guy, you know, you know better than anyone. Uh-huh. As a radio guy, uh-huh. you want to get as far away from numbers as possible. That's how most of us got into this business. We were looking for the profession where you didn't have to multiply, add, subtract. I had no clue what I wanted to do. Uh, <laughs> but I did. I, I'm very weird where I, did, I do like numbers. I was very good at fractions, desk, like all that kind of stuff. Like I just kind of clicked with me. That's the one thing <laughs> in high school where I was like, oh, I, I hate, I didn't like it. I still don't want to be there. Uh, you but, and I are not similar. So I went to a, <laughs> when I went to a guidance counselor, and I just remember them saying, "Oh yeah, you should go for accounting." I was like, "All right, I, I guess." And yeah, so I. Uh, yeah. So you went to school for six months, and then you dropped out. Yeah, maybe a little less. <clears throat> um, it wasn't even a full. Uh, yeah, it was a full semester. So I guess it's six months, right? Okay, like uh, yeah, one and a half semesters. It was, yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, it wasn't a full year. Um, I do know I got fifteen credits. So oh, uh, I think that's it about was, a semester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. I hated every second of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was miserable. And yeah. So you dropped out, and then what happened? Yeah, I didn't necessarily drop out with nothing to do. I happened to never had any interest in doing anything audio or anything radio. Nothing. I, I was a super shy kid, so I didn't even like talking in front of people. Were you at least into music at that time? Like, yeah, I always liked liked music. I always loved music. Okay. So I liked. I mean, I guess yeah, I liked audio. But um, as far as career or anything like that, I had no nothing like that. But I, I saw this commercial really late at night, and it 
it showed like the radio board with the VU meters and the, <laughs> uh, and it showed somebody like sliding the pots up, the faders up, you know, yeah. and it just it honestly just looked cool. Uh-huh. And I think I was drinking that night, and it was pretty late. And I, just, I swear, it's just, you <laughs> no, know, and I remember really seeing it. So That's I remember awesome. telling my cousin about it the next day. I was like, that looks really, because she asked how I was doing in school, and I was like, don't even ask. Oh, <laughs> no. It, you know, yeah. and I was telling her about that thing, and that was it. And then about a week later, she had the number for the school in Albany that I was talking about. I just happened to see the commercial, found it was cool, but was lazy and never looked to see what any, it didn't go beyond that. <laughs> and she gave me the number. I called, went up there for a one-hour consultation, which was basically me walking in there, them showing me this tiny I don't even know how big, just a few room, little tiny broadcasting school. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> they gave me copy to read, and I went in this little room, and I just read like a script. I'm a terrible, I was a terrible reader. I still am to this day. Like, I need to pre-read a hundred times before I actually read copy. I don't know why. I just have to. I just have to really be familiar with it for it to sound right. So I sounded awful. I remember stumbling, and I remember thinking, these idiots are just going to drag me out and get, tell me to get, they don't care how much money I want to give them. They're like, get out, you know? Um, <laughs> See, because I think just the opposite when I hear you. You speak so naturally and fluid. Uh, you're telling me that was a learned art for you? No. Well, speaking conversationally. Yeah, okay. I, I, yeah, I, I can talk. It's just know. reading. It's reading. It's not even that I can't read. I'm trying to, um, I guess I look at it differently now. Then I did then. Then okay. I never read anything like with a microphone in front of me. Right. For some reason, the guy was like, oh, you sound great. And I was like, yeah, these guys just want money now because there's no way I just sounded great uh-huh. <laughs> in there. And um, they said, yeah, well, here's the, the course. You know, it's uh, cost this much money. It's 10 weeks. And I was like, 10 weeks opposed to four years of college. Mm-hmm. I'm still in school in college. I see. The next day. I dropped out of college. The rest got is got a, a tiny little student loan because it didn't cost much to go to this school. Uh-huh. Ten weeks later, I had a job my eighth week in. My eighth week into the course, I actually had a, oh, a radio nice. job, a part time. Before you're even yeah. done with the before course, before I was done, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that, that was to be like a DJ. Okay, you know, coming up, you know, the DJ story. That was the uh, that was the job to be a, a. I was yeah. That well, that's what the school was for to train okay, you to okay. be on air. Well, what was the job then? <laughs> oh, I was at a station in up uh, actually just over the border, upstate New York, but just over the border into Massachusetts, Pittsfield, uh-huh. Massachusetts. It was a uh, live one hundred and five. It's just a tiny, small market station. What were you? Probably market three hundred and fifty, like uh-huh. that small. Uh, and it was just part time, maybe overnights and weekends. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the thing about radio these days. There's not that no farm league. league. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No minor, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Same thing. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, that's where we all started. Overnights. Overnights like, for five bucks an hour. Right. I mean, that was it. You know? My first job. And it wasn't on air. It was just running the board for an affiliate to the show Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it was before computers controlled the radio world. Mm-hmm. And you needed someone to manually play the commercials, you know, pot yeah. it down, come back at 06 after, blah, blah, blah. But now it's such an automated mess. You don't, you can't get your, you can't get experience. You get no, there's out. no practice. There's no, absolutely, there's no way to get better um, now. Like you, I was terrible <clears throat> for the longest time. I mean, starting there overnights, five bucks an hour, or part-time overnights. And it's funny, you said board hopping. That's what I did too. I ran, um... Part of my shift was Casey Kasem. Um, oh, America's Top, Top 40. 40 yeah. yeah, it was America's Top 40. So I ran that. So half my shift was that in the beginning. Uh, so I was just doing limited on-air stuff, and I was terrible. I, w- I was horrible on the air. I mean, I just, I still have tapes. We all. I, you know, they're the tapes that, they do two things. They make me cringe and want to shoot myself. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and they all, but I also use them as a gauge to be like, okay, I've made progress. I've made some progress. I, when I start feeling bad about myself, I listen to that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. and Pat and I had a discussion about this. He destroyed his tapes in some 
I don't, not not fit of rage, whatever. Just like he found his tapes uh-huh. and he decided to destroy them and he wishes he hadn't. Uh, yeah, yeah. I played mine recently for my kids from college when I was in college. <laughs> they laughed me out of the room. Yeah, and I yeah. was right there with them. I was like, you're right, guys. This is bad. Well, I, I went through and archived. I keep everything. I mean, there was a point in, in in earlier part of my career where I couldn't quite keep everything. I just was moving so much, you know, radio. Yep. So I, everything was in the trunk of my car and whatever. But um, I just recently archived over the last couple of years every single thing I could ever find that I have, and I have it. I am anal when it comes to organizing everything. Right. I have everything from year folders, air checks that I found, different things, and. Yeah. I, I can't even let my wife hear some of the earlier stuff. Like, she walked in one day, like, when I was archiving some of it, and I just turned it down immediately because she would laugh me oh, out of no. the room. Yeah. And, I mean, she actually wouldn't. She's she would But she would be like, oh, that's so cute. And that's what, what you want to hear, uh-uh. you know? No, no. But, no, it was, um, Give me that. it's so bad. I can't listen to it, but I like I don't want to let go of it. Right. You, you know? just want to have it. <laughs> that's what I was saying. My kids can listen to my tapes again when I'm dead. That's when you can listen to them, when you want to hear my voice. Yeah. But I actually need to get some organizing tips from you because, like, this podcast itself, it exists on this thumb drive here. Mm, and I, I told myself, I'm going to be so organized. I'm going to have, this is going to be where, uh, like, the thumbnail images, this is where the, the music intro is going to be, this folder, this folder. Uh-huh. Oh, Edward, yeah. you, need, you need to help me because it's, instead, I'm just so lazy they're just all on there. And, ugh, it takes forever, but once it's done, it feels great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, well. sure. I'm not <laughs> going to change. So after you worked that job overnight, what is the progression of your radio jobs uh, to get to where you are today <laughs> working for Glenn for the last however long? Mm-hmm. And were there any non-radio pit stops in between? Uh, once I got into radio, it was pretty much... Radio. The first year, a couple weeks into doing that part-time job I was talking about, luckily, program director got fired. Oh, <laughs> luckily? The guy who hired you? For me. That's good. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. well, here's why it's good. The guy that hired me, well, he kind of hired me out of... So he, I don't think he hired me because I was good. He just hired me because I was an available body <laughs> right. that could fill in a time when seven people were listening and they were all half asleep. So he was fired and his shift was replaced. You know how everybody shifts in radio. The night guy went to afternoons. The yep. overnight guy went to nights. I got the overnight position a month after getting out of school, you know, uh-huh. so I was the full-time overnight guy. I did that for about a year. And the funny thing is, I swear it was $5 an hour. My cleared paycheck working full-time was 160 bucks. I don't know how, I do, well, I really hardly lived. I was still living at home, so mm. that helped, but it was just so bad. Um, I mean, that's radio. That, that was radio. I mean, that But is I loved radio. it. Like, I realized I love this. Um, I thought I was on my way to being, you know. Had potential. Good. I had potential. I was mm-hmm. on the air and I sure. had a lot of energy. I was having fun. If I stick with this, this is going to lead to something good. I knew this is the only thing that I remember thinking, there's no way I'm going to work for the rest of my life. When I was a kid, I was like, I don't want to ever work. Right. Who wants to work? This is the one thing that wasn't work. (laughs) Yeah. I I woke up and I remember telling my friends, like, I was happy to go to work. I I was. That's cool. And to this day, for the most part, you have your moments, but I really can't complain. But anyway, back to what you were asking. Yeah. So from there is uh, a lot of... um, Overnight gigs, sent air checks everywhere, trying to get out of small town. Went to Kingston, New York, which is another small town. Mm-hmm. From there, went to North Carolina, Florida, Southwest Florida. Went back there to, to work in radio. Went to North Carolina again. Went to <laughs> Massachusetts. Wow. Back to Florida. Yeah. Three times in Florida. And then to the Jersey Shore. Mm. And then uh, after Jersey Shore, that's when I kind of, I was hard, again, on the air, it was just, uh, uh, it was painful. I, I was realizing <laughs> that I was not really making any, I was making a lot of moves geographically, but not 
I was still not linear. I, yeah, and I just realized at that point um, I discovered the production studio down the hall. You know, and and that's where that's where everything changed for me. Okay, yeah, and that's when I I got the job in in, in Jersey and I discovered uh, radio imaging, which. You know what it is, but it's it's doing station IDs, promos. It's actually really it's the fun part of radio. Creative. Besides, yeah, it's you creative. can be creative, yeah. yeah. And you can do things as many times as you want. You could perfect them before they actually go on the air, opposed to being on the air. You can right. screw up, this and that. Right. But yeah, so... Um, That's a great yeah. point. Yeah. Because sitting in here with Pat, and I'll fumble around, what, mm. what's the word I want, what's the thought... But when you're doing like production or something, you got all the time in the world, so to speak, as opposed yeah. to just whoops, you screw up, it's out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, that's good. But yeah, so from Jersey, yeah, the Jersey Shore, I luckily got my major market break with a call from Philadelphia, uh-huh. and um, started working for a Q102. Q102 Philly. I must say Q105. <laughs> uh, Q102 in Philly, and uh, yeah, and then from there I went to work in New York City for a little while, and yeah. went back to Philly. So your original <laughs> correct uh, connection with. Glenn, mm-hmm. uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is with Stu's wife at Q102? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I met uh, Lisa 19 years ago. Wow. It was 2001. Um, I was actually the one that went and picked her up at the airport when she was living with Stu. They were in Florida. I didn't know, I didn't know them. Um, but I, she had done some voice work for our, our radio station, just to, some of the IDs okay. uh, from FLZ in Florida. She was at FLZ. Yeah, so she would call and record some of the, you know, call and I'd talk with her briefly. And then program director couldn't pick her up at the airport on a Saturday. And he asked if I would. So I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. That's cool. And I went and picked her up. And uh, we've been close friends ever since. That's She's cool. probably one of my closest friends for the past 20 years. Yeah. That's great. That's great. So in that, and again, I'm just piecing this together. In well, you that, want to hear one other thing real quick? Yeah, the please. The other person that I've known probably a couple months longer than Lisa is that girl sitting right across the, Sarah. <laughs> Sarah Sullivan Sarah who runs Sullivan. the board yeah. for Glenn Beck Radio. Yep. I've <laughs> known Sarah since 2001 as well. Yeah. That is so yeah. cool. Yeah. So is that where the connection for Glenn was, with Glenn was made in that building in Philly? No. No? Uh, it's funny. The connection with Glenn, even though he worked the building across the street, I, no, I never... I didn't even know who Glenn was. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I didn't know. And I remember her telling me her husband worked, or her boyfriend at the time, Stu, worked for some national syndicated radio show, Glenn. And once she said it was talk radio, I was like, okay, well, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I didn't. Like, I was, Next I, I, was, topic. I, was, I, was I was a music uh, format person. And I was like, uh-huh. all right, whatever. I never even, like, looked into it. I met Stu. I probably knew Stu for two or three years. Mm-hmm. After meeting Lisa, I, I met Stu probably a year or two later uh, outside of radio. And we started, you know, hanging out with uh, those guys. And I really never even knew who Glenn Beck was. I wasn't paying it. I wasn't in that world, you know? Yeah. So Okay. So before you got into broadcasting, mm-hmm. some jobs, I guess, included Paperboy? Oh, yeah. It was my first job. What time did you have to wake up in the mornings for that? No, that was afternoons. Oh, yeah. lucky you. Yeah, I wasn't waking up. <laughs> I wasn't waking up to make 12 cents. I, mean, <laughs> I, got, I remember getting tipped. And if it was like uh, a couple quarters, all I thought was... Asteroids, Pac-Man, whatever video games yep. I could go play, but I made it. I made like five or six bucks a week as a paperboy. So, were you wanting great weather? My point is, I had a friend in high school who delivered papers. I had to get up really early. I had to get up super early when it was raining or snowing or something like that because mm-hmm. you had to put it in a bag it and then bag it again and do the rubber put the ads stuff. in them, yeah, and stuff. all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, and so it would just add to his time if he knew it was going to rain. Is that, uh, were you always rooting for warm, beautiful weather? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. And I, this was upstate New York when this was happening. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, it was, uh, and it was, mine was a simple one. It was, uh, I want to say 30 some people on my paperboy list. I mean, that was it. Oh, so, okay. uh, but, but they were so far apart. Oh, no. Uh, so I had to ride my bike everywhere. 
And when it snowed, I couldn't ride my bike. I was walking. And I still remember. I was like, what, like, what were my parents thinking? <laughs> like, it's snowing, snow plows, and I'm out just probably, I don't even know how old I was, maybe 10, 11. I'm out delivering papers, you know. <laughs> I wonder just, you know, how yeah. many people would wake up on your route think, wow, what great service. I wasn't expecting a paper today I, with a foot of snow out. I did it. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You've made Christmas wreaths before? What's that? Yeah, for a week and a half. Uh, <laughs> week and a half. Yeah, it was a week and a half. It was one Christmas season. A seasonal job. It was a seasonal job. <laughs> I needed money, and me and my friend Gerard uh, read the sadness in the paper, and we went, and the guy's name was Sal with some like long Italian name, and I swear <laughs> he was in the mob. <laughs> because this was upstate New York, and it was a shady, like tiny little building, and all it was was people wiring together Christmas wreaths. And I did it for uh, during like a little bit of time, and then I couldn't even take that. Like I quit that job. Wow! Because I was, this is too much work building Christmas wreaths. Oh, well, I, I kind of want to see a, a, an original Christmas wreath from an original Ed Bishop. Head? Yeah, who got that? None that I made. My oh. mom didn't even want one. It was. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, oh, they no. were they were bad. So you've worked in kitchen work, yeah. landscaping. Um, any great memories from those experiences or were those? Uh, backing up a, in landscaping, yeah. Backing a dump truck up with a, a trailer, like a long trailer behind it. And, I, I, I don't know what you're going to say, but it feels like something I would do. Well, I thought it would be fun. Oh, no. Uh, but I had oh, to no. back it. Uh, back it. First of all, I didn't back up. I've never backed. Besides a lawnmower with a trailer, I never uh-huh. backed up anything with a trailer. Yeah. I got the concept. Yeah. But with a dump truck, there's no back window. You have to use your mirrors. Oh, no. And I had to back it down a driveway that was just as wide as the vehicle, and it was about a quarter of a mile long. So, do you know what I'm saying? I just did any yes. curve. It wasn't straight. It was like curved. It was, up, again, and on a hill. Did it and take it, you four days to do this? It took me about... Honestly, about two hours to back it out of the driveway. I don't doubt it. Yeah, it took for, I kept having to go forward, forward. I came really close to just driving up and doing a U-turn with yeah. the trailer on the people's front lawn, but we just put landscaping in and- You didn't want to mess no. it up. And the guy had gotten sick on the job that day, violently sick, so there was nobody to drive it. I didn't have a license to drive it. I wasn't <laughs> supposed to be driving this thing. But I remember my boss was just like, you just get it back here and I'll let you leave. When you get back, you can leave. And I'm like, ooh, I can leave like- an hour and a half early. I got back later. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't get to leave early and I didn't get paid any extra. There was no overtime, no OSHA. Nobody was there to represent <laughs> no me. OSHA. Yeah, no. I'm like, I had the back. It was, it was, it was terrible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, that, and that sounds like something I would totally do. My goodness. That's hysterical, man. But you didn't mess up the yard at least, right? And, well, there was a few trees along the way <laughs> that I, I did go over. I was all, I was way off the side of the, this that road, is. yeah. But it was woods. That wasn't their actual, actual land. So, that yeah. is so funny. Yeah. Any good memories from being a grocery store bagger? Did you get tips? Did you get tips <clears throat> No, we weren't allowed to, to go to the car. What is the deal yeah. with that, man? Yeah. I don't know. We weren't then. I don't know. Now they do. Mm. I know down here. This is the only place I've lived in Texas. I, I live a lot of places, just by what I said earlier. The only place where... The baggers will say, yeah, do you need help you taking this to your car? And I'm, I just am like, no, I'm, I'm okay. There's only one bag. There's only one bag, <laughs> it's not yeah. a big deal. Uh, I mean, I appreciate the offer. Sure. But no, I never <laughs> never took anything to the car. There was a time maybe where my manager might ask me, hey, can you help Miss So-and-So out to the car? She was like maybe an older lady. But I know, never tips. No. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. You're married to mm. Michelle. Yeah. Where did you meet her? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, no. Is, uh, is this for air? Oh, no, it's for air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the way uh, you look, the way you're like, oh, okay. Well, because Uh-oh. I married the intern, okay? Yes! Yeah. All right. 
All right, not my intern. It's not like it wasn't like that. She See, wasn't my funny. intern. No, no, don't don't uh, try to. No, no, no. <laughs> don't color this story Listen. before you tell it. That's a good point. Okay. Uh, no, I remember. Yeah, I, uh, I. It was funny because I. Uh, it was when I was working in Philly. Okay. The very last, I just put in my two weeks to move to New York, to go to New York City. Finally got my major, my, not my major market break, but like the market I had been going for my entire career, New York. Sure. Um, and I put in my two weeks. I was still working out the last two, and I happened to see this girl standing by the copier. And at that point, I had nothing to lose. I was gone in two weeks. Yeah, if she blows and, me off, yeah. I just got to lay low for a couple well, weeks. Who cares? That's it. So, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I just remember... I, I okay. Do you remember the movie Office Space? Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, I saw this girl. I still didn't quite have the nerve to talk to her that day, but like a day or two later, wait, I was talking to. Wait, were you walking up to the copy machine with a baseball by, bat um, to take it apart? <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. I, I, it was a bat. That was, <laughs> but no, I'm walking. So I, I happened to be talking to another uh, DJ there, and I happened to reference somebody being a no talent ass clown. A line from. Uh, yes, yeah, uh, awesome. Office Space, yes. and she just looks at me and she's like, "Office Space," Uh-oh. and I was like, "Oh, Uh-oh. we're getting married." Yeah, <laughs> so then we started quoting the movie, and oh, nice. yeah, within like that two weeks, like I think a couple days later, I was like, "Hey, you want to do happy hour or something?" She just turned twenty one, oh, so nice. I, I, and she's like, "Yeah, all right, cool." So we went happy hour, and uh, we became when I worked in New York, she was in Philly still. That's what I was about to ask him. It was that's I think how why it worked, man. I know it sounds weird, but. Hold on, hold on. So you were leaving a place. Yeah, I'm getting way ahead of myself. No, but I'm saying you mm. to go to New York City. Yeah. What city did you meet her in? Philly. Philly. Yeah. Oh, well then that's yeah. perfect. Yeah, seventy five miles. Because it's miles. a good distance. <laughs> it's it's a, it's funny because comfortable distance. Yeah, and, and I I was looking. I was really so psyched about my career and being in New York. I just moved right into Manhattan. I was going to just live it up. Okay. Um, and not to mention a couple weeks before that, I came out of a terrible, terrible relationship. So I want, I know it's weird. I know, I'm listening. I yeah. I, so I moved to New York. And when I was going to New York, my thought process was, I'm just going to go there and enjoy myself. I'm going to mm-hmm. have a great time in New York City. This is it. I'm not, no girls. It's just me. <laughs> and then I see the intern. Oh. And then, yeah. So anyway, I become friends with her. Uh, it was long distance. We were just kind of talking, really, for a, a couple weeks. And uh, yeah. And then we started hitting it off. And It's yeah. so, I'm just looking here. Mm-hmm. Would you, um, let's see, meet in Princeton or Trenton? Like halfway point? Just to, for no, a date? Tr- Trenton's actually pretty close uh, to Philly. Yeah. No. She was coming up to New York. Oh, and cool. I would come down on the weekends because I still was moving out of my old place in Philly. I so I was, okay. yeah. yeah, it was cool. That's cool. Yeah. How long after you moved to New York did you guys get married? And did she move to New York or were you guys off to somewhere else by that it point? It was long distance for a few months. Uh, and then kind of the New York gig kind of wasn't what it was cracked up to be. Mm. And it was kind of falling apart. And my position back in Philly was still there. And they offered it back to me. And I was like, you know, I'll take it. So I went back to Philly. And that's kind of when Michelle and I clicked because I was in the area. And that's when we took it, uh, you know, next level. We just really started. It was, we were uh, dating, you know, all Very the time. Cool. So, yeah. And uh, that was cool. And it took a while to, for me to propose. She just finished college. Mm-hmm. I had debt to pay off. She had debt to pay off. We were in no rush to move forward. And she was totally cool with just like whatever, whenever. We knew we were going to get married. Sure. It, you know, it was the in, the future in-laws were like, when are you going to get married? I was like, I'm back you'll off. know. All right. You'll know. <laughs> Maybe you will. If you keep asking me, you may never know. We're already married. All right. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, so it took a while. But yeah, we got married. So you met her at a radio station. Is she in radio as well? No, she was an intern, just a um, okay. promotions intern, which pretty uh. much folding T-shirts and going out to live remotes and gotcha. greeting people. Yeah. And so I asked the question when I send this email out to uh, prospective guests. Mm-hmm. I asked, if you ever have any downtime, what do you do for fun? I love this answer. I brew beer and I drink it. Yeah. 
<laughs> How long have you been brewing beer? Since 2011, really. Like, I brewed a couple with some friends and some small homebrew things. But 2011, I started dabbling a little more. I bought a homebrew kit uh, and brewed in my kitchen, you know, with just kind of – it's kind of like they're, they're, they're beer kits. They're kind of half done already. Uh, you just you, – you still got to ferment and do the whole process of the beer, but the, the actual – Building the beer in the beginning is simpler. It's a, it's like a, a beginner's version. It just feels like it would be too difficult for someone like me. I, I, I can't follow directions very. I'm well. not. I, I tell my wife that all the time. Even recipes. Like I get. Right. I don't know why a simple recipe halfway through. Right. I, I go back and I recap everything I just did. It stresses me out. I know what half a yeah. cup of fill in the blank is. Why does it taste <laughs> like crap? Yeah. But the brewing thing uh, that started, like I said, that was 2011. And then we moved down here. I started brewing a little bit more, a couple times a year. It was cool to be able to drink something that you actually made and get drunk, possibly. <laughs> uh, and then about four or five years ago, I took it to the next level, which is called all-grain brewing. So I build my own recipes. I get all the grains. I do It's a whole day, and then it takes, you know, a couple weeks to ferment, a couple weeks to age. And I, But, man, I got four taps at home. I built a key. Nice. So, yeah, so you come over, you drink my beer. So two questions uh, regarding beer brewing. Mm-hmm. Number one is, how difficult is it to flavor the beer? Like, is if, if you say, I want to make a citrus wheat or whatever, mm-hmm. what's the process of getting that fused in there, that citrus flavor? It's funny you say that, because I actually have an orange wheat right now. And you'll that, be bringing me a sample, yes? I was I was thought about it this morning, but it was, it was a little too late. I know. I was like, um, it... Uh, uh, so you basically you would start with a like a wheat beer recipe. So uh-huh. there are just certain types of grains that you use to get the base of like a wheat beer or wheat beer, and then from there, um, um, I, I the way I got it to the citrus in there is I took uh, mandarin oranges or mandarins mm-hmm. and um, yeah peeled probably four of them, uh, cut little slices in them. And put them in like this little uh, cylinder thing, and I dropped it into the keg itself. So I didn't actually brew it into the beer. I put it in the finished beer in the keg uh, so that when you pour it, it gets that flavor. And I use some different hops that lean more citrusy. There's a, it's all science, man. And like, again, back to the high school, Ed, there's no way I would just be like, what? Huh? Uh-huh. Now I, I like like researching this and finding out. What what you need? It's a it's recipe, but it's not food. It's beer. It's better. We should have had it for this interview, I, man. I know, I know, it, I know. Please, I, I could call the intern and oh, I mean, I could call <laughs> Michelle and. <be. laughs> oh, my other question with uh, brewing beer: mm. How can you tell what the alcohol by volume is on something you've brewed at home? I just have to trust the label. Yeah, it's funny because it's super sciencey and ke- all chemistry. Uh, but I'm out. simplest form. <laughs> the simplest form is. Before the beer ferments, there's a lot of sugar in it, mm-hmm. um, so it has a certain amount of sugar. Okay. Okay. Uh, when you put yeast in, what yeast does is it eats the sugars, the sweet stuff in the liquid, and it converts that into alcohol. So if you know uh-huh. how much sugar is uh-huh. in that at the beginning, you take what's called the gravity reading, and it, 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 it's this little thing that floats in the that's, liquid. That's where you see like the images of someone looking at the... Yeah. The you know at it's, behind the scenes or something. Yeah, you might see that on something, but yeah, that tells you how much sugars are beginning at the beginning process, and then a couple weeks in, hmm. you check it and you see where the sugars are at, and that difference, that percentage wise, is how is the alcohol. So if as long as you know the beginning and the end, there's a formula you just plug it in on on your phone or internet. Uh, started at this level, ended at this level. Okay, it's five point three percent alcohol. Wow. So long as you do the beginning and the yeah. end, you, you'll know the alcohol. And mine all fall between the wheat one that I was just telling you about, I think is 
or something. So mine all fall between five and seven and a half, eight percent. That's kind of where I want, but I want to make some really strong ones. But I got a, a Mexican lager that I is fermenting right now. I checked it last night and. That one's going to be actually nice and light. It's a mm-hmm. light. I've never made a beer mm-hmm. this light before. So, if you yeah. ever need uh, uh, quality control, that's quality because a sampler. Yeah, someone to check them out. Yeah, I'm, I'm right here. Now you don't live that far from me, too. So you. Yeah. Mm. You also like the mountain bike, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. I mean, there's not a lot of mountains yeah. around Texas. I was going to say the Texas version of mountain biking. <laughs> but back in Philadelphia, I used to go up to the Pocono Mountains, and mm-hmm. I, I would go up there. And then I'm not like extreme hardcore mountain biking. I would love to. Uh, but I know I will kill myself. But I, I grew up um, also like a BMXer, freestylist. So I, I grew up on a bicycle as well. Nice. So I I love that adventurous side. But down here, I do it more or less. I get out. I go four or five times a week around Grapevine Lake. And there's a lot of cool trails uh, there. Nothing, again, super strenuous. But you get a good workout. And it can get pretty dangerous. You know, I mean, it depends on how hardcore you want to take it. But yeah, right. I enjoy that. It's fun. Okay. And you also do some uh, disc golf. Yes. Right? I've played that a couple times. <laughs> I've had fun. Mm-hmm. I'm just not good. I wasn't good in the beginning either. And I'm not great now, but it's funny. It's uh, it's a hobby. And like my wife says, I have way too many hobbies. Mm. I do. But it's better than having none. Right. Like I constantly want to do something. And that was the phase I went through for a few years. And I still enjoy it a couple times a year now, but I was going like two, three times a week. Wow. It was great exercise. Just getting out. You walk like two two miles when you're doing this. Sure. Are there disc golf leagues or anything like that? I think there are. I didn't take it that long. You didn't take it that far? I wanted it to be fun. I I would go out with my friends and we would just... You know, we would just egg each other on and insult each other throughout the whole thing. And, <laughs> a drink? That's the fun drink. Yeah. I would uh, try to always bring beer with us. So the game gradually got worse or better. Wait a minute. You know? See, yeah. I got a brother-in-law who gets better when he's drinking while playing regular golf. You're saying it has the opposite effect? Well, on you, or? it's like karaoke. When you drink a lot, you sing good. However, you really don't. You just think you do. I don't know. I'm so, looking at his scorecard, and I'm giving him another brewski. But he's drunk. Is he adding the right scores in? I played with some drunks myself, <laughs> okay. and they all, you know, it's always like, Dave, what are you doing? My buddy Dave, I'm like, you didn't get that. And he's like, yeah, I did. That's what I remember. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's what I that's remember. remember. But then he throws it right back at me. He's like, well, you drank the same amount I did. <laughs> that's like, Good point. So really, there's no validity to our scores at that point. That's funny. Yeah. Let's see. You have a Siamese cat named... Fiona Applehead, mm-hmm. but no relation to the singer? What do we got? No, it's, uh, yeah, well, it's funny because we were looking <laughs> for cats, and it's what's called an Applehead Siamese. Like, there are Siamese cats that have their really long, ah, creepy looking face. Like uh-huh. the, that yep. one cartoon. Yeah, okay, so they're like the creepy ones that Lady I want no part of. Lady in the Tramp, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they're mean looking. They're just, yeah. whatever. Uh, so <laughs> exactly. The, yeah, so this one's like a regular cat's head. Or, and so they're called Applehead Siamese. We were out with Lisa and Stu, you know, um, the night before we were going to pick this cat up. And we couldn't come up with a name. And <laughs> Wait, now Stu, okay, I got it. So Stu, was the, <laughs> I think the next day or a couple days later, is a huge Fiona Apple fan. Right. And he was going to that show. And that just came up. And Lisa was just like, why do you name the cat? Because we told her Applehead Siamese. She goes, why don't you just name it Fiona Applehead? And we're like, <laughs> bingo, that is it. And it's, it's actually super funny because we get letters from the vet. Um, <laughs> it's got her like picture on it, and it's addressed to Fiona Applehead. <laughs> yes. And every time awesome. we go there, they remember her because of her name. So, yeah. That is so funny. Yeah. Interesting talents, Ed. Obviously, you brew good beer. I mean, I have to take your word for it since I haven't been offered any. I've dumped a few down the drain, I have to. Oh, in the no. beginning. Yeah, and that's, I cried. 
Yeah, dumping anything with alcohol to me yeah. is, 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 is a, you know, you cry. But I I'm had to. It just wasn't good. I'm yeah. with you. You do professional voiceover work. In other words, mm-hmm. not just for the blaze. Yeah. You could hear your voice potentially in other cities around the country on mm-hmm. what, radio commercials or something? Anything. Yeah. Radio stations, you know, whatever. Q102, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah, all that stuff. Uh, also, yeah, commercials. TV stuff. Sure. Anything. Have you ever been watching TV or driving through a a town you don't normally visit and heard yourself uh, out of the blue? Has that (laughs) ever happened? First time that happened to me, my wife and I were um, in the Florida Keys. Uh We just went down there and uh, we were staying at a little uh, resort area and the TV was on and it was a, I still remember, it was a commercial for Time Warner Cable. So I was the guy saying like, you know, sign up now for Time Warner Cable and get... You know, triple play, phone, internet, but and and I'm walking by and I, I literally thought to myself, I was like, God, dude, sounds like me. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking because I I was never I've never been out of my own local uh-huh. area. I heard myself right. all the time in Philly, New York, on the radio, mm-hmm. uh, and TV, but I wasn't expecting it, mm-hmm. and I was just like, whoa. And I just remember being blown away because I know it isn't, and I've been doing voiceovers for ten years before that, but I really never heard myself out, you know, outside my own area. And I was just, it was, that was, it was a cool moment for me. I just remember being like, "Whoa, that was me!" That is in the cool. Florida Keys, that you is know. Cool. Um, but really quick, a, a funnier story was we were on our honeymoon and we just got in. We, we were we went to Sedona, Arizona. We just got into uh, Arizona. We were staying at a hotel, and my wife is just like. That's you. And I'm like, it's not me. She's like, I swear that's you. And so I waited again. I was like, it's not me. It was me. Wow. She knew it was me. I didn't even know that it was so me. so funny. And I had been voicing that. It was a TV station in Arizona. I'd been voicing for like six years, and I still didn't think it was me. But then after a while, I was like, how did she recognize me? I hear my voice every day in headphones. Uh-huh. She caught it right like that. Yeah, it was pretty funny. That is awesome. Okay, so you have eaten dinner with Scarlett Johansson. And 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 the follow up to that is that well you just tell the story uh, yeah um, okay this was at the time I just not even moved to New York I was in the process and I needed to find a place to live so it was an ad in the paper like a typical what year was this two thousand three two thousand three okay February February two thousand three okay so I am um, I meet this guy who in New York it's not like real estate agents everywhere else on the planet New York it, it you just, it could be anybody I mean. You know what I mean? They're not actual real estate agents. They're just people that are hired by whatever to rent out their locations. Mm-hmm. So I'm meeting this guy at like a Starbucks or something, and I get there, and it's this kid with a backpack on. Looked like he just smoked a pound of marijuana. And behind him, there's this other kid. So I'm walking around, and I was like, well, which one is which here? <laughs> so I end up talking to the guy. He's the guy that's going to show me all these apartments. He showed me a few. You know, We went around uh, all these different apartments. I kind of told him exactly what I was looking for. So he's like, well, let's meet tomorrow night. So the following night, I meet up with him, or actually it was earlier in the afternoon. And when I meet up with him, there's a girl with him. I walk into this apartment, and a really cool apartment. I walk in there, and she holds like this little bag, like a brown paper bag, like a mini paper bag. And she's like, gummy worm? And I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Gummy worm. (laughs) So we're walking around. He's explaining this is his sister. She's in town. We're back in town um, for like a week or two, and he doesn't get much time to see her. Do I mind if she has? Like, no, that's cool. And it's 2003. We're walking around the... For about three hours, they were showing me, he showed me a bunch of places. And I was really, really appreciative. And throughout the whole time, I was talking with her, too. And she was talking about how she's an actress. Um, <laughs> Aren't they and, all, and, honey? As I said, that's what I said. I'm thinking to myself, I was like, yeah, all right. It's New York City. Everybody's an artist, a rapper, or whatever. There's, you know, sure. there's something in entertainment. Mm-hmm. And um, 
So the entire time I'm talking with her, I'm and I'm not going to say I did, wasn't attracted to her. I was like, she's mm-hmm. really, really cute, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm, so the whole time I'm talking about what I do, and I'm I think what I do is really cool. <laughs> I'm like, so she, yeah, she's like, oh, okay, yeah. And I, I did some work for MTV at the time, same company in, in New York, and you know, whatever. So I'm talking about that, and we're going around. And one of the places, this guy's like, um, he looks at her and he's like, so what? What do you guys think? Like, are you you want this place? And I'm like, oh no, we're we're just friends, whatever. Mm-hmm. So she was with us the whole day, um, and it came time to wrap it up. It was around six six thirty ish, and I was like, listen, I appreciate all the help. I'll take you guys to dinner. And he's like, I can't. I got to go shoot show a few other places and she's like i'll go so we end up going to this little diner <laughs> tiny little diner uh, i don't know where it was in new york. i think it was like the meatpacking district in new okay. york so it doesn't matter but it was like this it was a diner and so we're sitting down we sit down and we were just you know bs and talking and you know how they have those mats on the that you kids can draw on with crayons like it's, yeah. it's like yeah. the place yeah. at the, you can color them in yeah so she starts coloring one in and we're just oh. we're just talking and i color one in yeah. <laughs> so the lady come, comes over and she starts talking to her and she asked her if she could put put it up behind the counter. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. And I looked at the, the girl when she came back, and I was like, what about mine? And she's like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll put it up, too. It's it yeah, it it a, a, a cute little Asian lady and really old lady. Uh-huh. And she, so she puts mine up next to hers behind the counter. I didn't mm-hmm. really – well, I'll get to this later. But So anyway, we start talking, and uh, we order. We eat just about life, you know, different things. comes time to pay. They don't take credit cards. Oh, snap. I was in the process of moving to New York. I had canceled my ATM card. So I couldn't just go to any ATM machine. I didn't know the PIN numbers for my credit cards, because so I couldn't use them to get cash out. Oh, no. And it was cash only. I had no way to get cash. It was This was like 30 bucks, maybe, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I was like, you sure? I was like, I promise. You're like, I'm going to see your brother. He's going to rent one of these places. I'll give him the money. But she's don't even worry about it. It's cool. So she ended up paying for my dinner. <laughs> that is awesome. And then I walked her home. Like, I walked her back to her apartment. That's and funny. And she, she was telling me how she's like, yeah. Um, so I was like, well, okay. She told me a couple of movies. She said Horse Whisperer. And I remember thinking, I was like, okay, that movie I've heard of. The other ones I had never heard of. She goes, yeah, I was a little girl in Horse Whisperer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't see. I didn't see any movie she had said. And I'm thinking, okay, again, whatever. She was like a girl that walked behind a horse or something. In the movie. <laughs> right, it. right. So as you as you've been <laughs> saying this story, I'm I'm looking up her, you know, yeah. IMDb. Well, well, the funny, and, and then she says right before right before we got to her apartment, she's. I was like, well, you can be around for a while because again, I'm thinking, hey, maybe this is somebody, I, maybe I could date. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I wasn't with my wife yet or girlfriend at the time. We I got her email, mm. and. She's like, yeah, she goes, I got to go back out of town. She's like, one of the movies I'm working on right now, it's with Bill Murray. She didn't tell me the name of it. <laughs> and I was like, Bill Murray? I was like, I didn't know Bill Murray. Uh-huh. All right. Keep like, talking. Maybe she is something a yeah. little more. Than you. So then, yeah. And then um, she's like, yeah, I got to go back to, it was, I forget what, Singapore, whatever. Yeah. And then she, she's like, yeah, but I'll be back, you know, in a couple weeks. We're going to go back. I'm just going to be there for like two weeks. Um, then I get back to my uh, apartment and I call my friend Amy up in New York. And I was like, Amy, have you ever heard, uh, upstate New York? Um have you ever heard of Scarlett Johansson? She goes, oh, is she a singer or something? And I was like, no. she goes, I heard the name. I don't know. So I start Googling her. And um, and I do see a couple movies. And one of them I see is a movie with uh, Steve Buscemi. Okay. Ghost something. And I was like, I have this Ghost movie. World. Ghost, Ghost World. World. Yeah. I have this movie. I went under my TV. Like like I said, I was. this is my apartment back, not in New York. This is back in Philly. I was still there. Mm-hmm. Um. And I looked, I pulled this movie out and I was like, oh my God, she's in this movie. I watched the movie and I was like, that was the girl that bought me dinner that I hung out with. And then about a month or two later, 
that movie with it was like the movie that broke her Lost in Translation. You lost in that translation. Was the movie. Yeah. That's the one that yeah. year. Yeah. That was the year. Yeah. Um, oh. But I remember wow. her telling me how she's she was only nineteen. I think. Yeah. That's right. And, yeah. And I remember her saying uh, how she's getting all these clubs, and I was like, "How do you get into these clubs?" She goes, "There's like late night clubs and stuff." She's like. Yeah, and I was like, wow, that's cool, you know, that you can get in these places in New York, at, at, you know, as a 19-year-old. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> yeah, so awesome. she bought me, um, and I ended up renting a place from her brother. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, so. Uh, and you still owe her dinner. Uh, yeah, I do, I do. <laughs> uh, no, I actually, um, I tried to give him money, and he was like, no, nah, no, nah, she's just whatever. But I did try to try to actually pay her back. So, yeah, Scarlett Johansson that's fun. bought me dinner. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. That is really cool. Yeah, it was a fun. And nobody, I mean, people believe me, but at the time, everybody believed me. It's later on when people are like, no, yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. I was like, oh, on, you. I got it. Right. Yeah, but because she turned into be this pretty huge. That is <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah. So, what is something that you want to accomplish uh, in your lifetime? Ah, oh, man. It sounds stupid, but <clears throat> I, I don't know. Because like, I can't I, tell you what your answer is because I can't pronounce it. Oh. Uh, you would love to open a... Oh, a oh, that, okay. Well, okay, I'm sorry. What's a pierogi? Uh, pierogi? Yeah. It's a, a Polish, it's like a staple in the Polish community. My wife's Polish. And it's like a, oh man, it's like an empanada. Empanada, I guess that's what it's I called. I still don't know what you're a talking Mexican about. Mexican food, you never have, okay, it's like a... Oh, oh, uh, yeah, is that like a flat thing? It looks like a flat, it's like, a, it's yeah. got stuff inside of it. It's like, but it's flour. It's a Polish version kind of of that. Okay. So what it is, it's mashed potatoes inside Whoa. and... Tiny bits of onions inside of a, a flour or a dough, and Sounds then you fun. you ste- you uh, boil it, and uh, you eat them with like onion. It, it's they're so good. Anyway, they're great beer foods. Like it's great to have, or you know what I mean, a beer snack to sure. have with, with beer. Um, I would love to have my wife make those. Open up a tiny little, tiny, tiny little brewery where it's in the Florida Keys. It's like a little shack. And you could just come drink some beers. If my beers are gone a week later, then you're gonna, you know what I mean. I'm just small batches of beer and pierogies. That's it. And I mean, that would be my like. If I hit the lottery and I don't care how much yeah. money I make or don't make, and all it, this in the Florida Keys, correct? All that in the Keys, yeah. just to, just to get under. I just want to sit in a hammock. Okay. I don't want the touristy beachside. I want the laid. Florida Keys are like that. They're really chill, laid out, yeah. laid back. There's no like. I mean, just partying out in Key West, but for the most part, it's low key. Pun intended. Pun yeah. intended. I've got a friend who yeah. goes down there every summer. He and yep. his family. He tells me the same thing. Yeah. It's the most relaxed place on it earth. It is unbelievable. We got married there. We love it so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Do you get to go back there often? We're, our 10-year anniversary is in October. We're going back. But we, we went, uh, yeah, we've gone there probably five or six times, but not since we've moved to Texas. We've only been there once. Wait a minute. Yeah. We just stumbled into something fun here. Hmm. It's the year 2020. Mm-hmm. You got married in 2010. I know. You met her in 2003? Yes. Okay. So seven years of well, dating? yeah. Well, no. Huh? Um, well, yeah, seven years of dating. Uh-oh, yeah. uh-oh. Did yeah, I say 10 years? No. I meant to say it's our f- So we bounced. Okay, year? I got it. It wasn't uh, uninterrupted. We can no, move no, on. No, we, no, no, no. We, uh, no, yeah, we dated for seven years. Like I was telling wow. before, though, like we, she had a lot of, uh, I had debt mm. to work off. Which she had sure. student loan stuff. A lot going on in life. A lot going on in life. And, uh, man, you know the radio career. I was not even ready to, I was ready to be with her, but not settle down living-wise. Right. I'm like, I I'm going to want to be somewhere. Yeah. It cost a lot uh, to. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. All right. So, yeah. Well, I won't pry anymore then. How about no, that? you can pry all you want. It's fine. It's fine. And we're both good. She's funny. It's, both of us were cool with it whenever. Yeah. She never once said, why aren't you going to ask me to marry Where's my no, ring never. and my date? No, 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 no. <laughs> if she did, it would have been, you know, t- 12 years before that happened. <laughs> it would have uh-huh. been like, oh, okay. I love, no. I love this when I ask in the email, 
do you have a bucket list? And your response was, yes, but mine is called a lots of stuff I'm going to do sooner rather than later because I got into broadcasting and have no money for it now <laughs> list. That's excellent. It's yes. true, right? It is because yeah. this business, this sector, if you will, uh, this draws us in like a siren. Mm-hmm. But it don't pay. It, well, and it's, <laughs> it's funny because, in, I mean, and like I do my voiceovers on the side and that's great. And, you know, here I am, you know, better than I was my entire radio career. <laughs> but radio, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's one of those things you love what you do. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly, it's really the only thing I kind of know how to do that I can get paid to do. Yeah. I, if I had to do anything else, I'd have to start over. That's and, just it. Yeah, that's I'm what like, I tell yeah. people. I have to stay in radio because I have no marketable yeah, skills, yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. This is all I can do. Yeah. But, but throughout <laughs> my entire career, um, mostly the first 75% of it, yeah, I, just, I loved what I did. Mm-hmm. I just never had anything to show for yeah, it. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Okay, so one more interesting thing here before I let you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we've all been there. When did you uh, drop the F-bomb on radio five times in one day <laughs> when you were a jock? Okay, so you, oh, remember, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you remember how I said I couldn't get a job anywhere for a long time? Uh, that's probably why. No. Oh, no. No, no, no. This was actually very isolated. Um, well, to an extent. Um, I just got hired in North Carolina. It was my first, my break from overnights. It was my first night gig. Mm-hmm. So seven to midnight uh, in Eastern North Carolina. Um, it was my first week there. I'd never done any commercials or anything like that before. And my second day there, they threw me into the production studio and said, we need you to do these Domino's commercials. Okay. And a couple, I was got a couple, I was like, oh, I don't even know what I'm doing. I have no clue what I'm doing. I knew how to use a reel-to-reel, which is what we record on in radio back in the day, and cart machines. Remember those? Yes, I okay, do. So, I still have some somewhere <laughs> that will never be used again. Okay, so you know how carts, you have to, what's called bulk erase, means you have to basically put a magnet to them and it erases everything off. There's no like... Uh, it, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't do that, you would have double audio on there because it would just record over the old stuff, but you could still hear the old stuff. In the stuff. background, yeah. So I was recording onto a cart doing a Domino's commercial, um, and it was um, what's called a donut jingle. So the beginning was like a sing, like, Domino's, blah, 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 blah. And then you come in as the announcer in the middle, at Domino's, get this offer and this offer and a cheese And the music's playing underneath. And then at the end, it sings out, you know? Yep, Um, I'm halfway through it, and I stumble, and I remember the word was participating. (laughs) I go, at participating effing dominoes and you hear me like oh you hear me slam my fist down then you hear the tapes rewinding back right so i'm as i'm carting this stuff up for air i know that's a screw up i wasn't you know whatever so i went back in and i redid it i got it exactly the way i want uh i put it on cart i'm driving into work the next day around noon Uh um it was like their 12 noon workout as a top 40 station and i hear the stop set and it was i hear the dominoes thing i turn it up because i'm like my first, I've, I've never really done oh, radio commercials before. No. I crank it up. Yeah. I'm driving down Highway 70 in Moorhead City, North Carolina. Oh, no. I hear this thing, and I'm like, my, this is me on the air. Cool. I've been here three days. And I hear that. I just hear me stumble, and I hear the F-bomb come out. I hear me hit the counter, and I hear the tape going, or whining back. And then you hear me still cursing, like, oh, blah, 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 oh, in the background, far off the mic. No. And then I hear it slowly, like, fade down. And then another commercial comes on. So I pulled off the side of the road. I thought I was going to vomit. Right. I felt so sick. I had, I was, that was my third day. I just moved everything in the trunk of my car oh, and moved to North no. Carolina. 
Uh, and I get, I finally got up the nerve to walk in the building. The program director pulls me in the production studio and he's like, listen. And I was like, you don't have to tell me. I just, I heard it on the way in. So he's like, I talked to, back then it was one owner. It Mom was a Pop, really old, yeah. old school uh, country guy, North Carolina. Really nice guy. He was just like, well, let's slide. It was his first time here, you know, whatever. So the program director looks at me. He's like, you want to know what? And he starts laughing. He's like, well, it's really funny. That, that was like the 15th time that commercial had run. Okay. But the, it was one of three commercials. So it only ran every third time, which right, means right. that it aired five times. Five and times. he looks at the log and he goes, it aired, aired twice during morning drive. And nobody, nobody caught it until noon. So oh. I estimate that it ran at least five or six times. Right. Um, so somewhere in North Carolina, some kid at the time was recording the radio. And I, I, I wish I had that right. now. At the t- but I still remember I was mortified. I thought oh. that was at the end of my career. It didn't even get started yet, really. I finally start, at a, you know, not on overnights, and I'm done. Um, yeah, so that um, – and then when I, I remember running the air a couple times, I would go to a caller and edit and cut to the wrong call before I edited it, and they would curse or something. Mm-hmm. One time I had a – I was doing a live broadcast. I, was, I wasn't doing the broadcast. I was back in the studio, and I – Went out to the uh, send it to the guy. Here's so and so at the whatever nightclub. What's going on? And again, I recorded him, but I cued it up to the wrong one. And he gets into it, and he's like, "Oh, f this, f that. Let me start over again." I was three, <laughs> two, one. I was like, "Oh my god!" So I've done that, but I've never actually said yeah. it. Yeah, uh, that was me uh, saying it. And um, yeah, I bet you wish that you had been listening that morning oh. and just quietly gone in there. Just I'll take this, boys and girls. Remember this lesson that Ed Bishop just taught you. Mm-hmm. Listen to your work before someone else does, <laughs> right? Because you just probably thought it was done and off you went. No, here that's a, I. You know how I said that they carts and you know they cue. Yeah, but you up. didn't go back and listen to it after you did. I it? think I listened. Yeah, I did to make sure it was on there. But I think I listened to it, and the mistake was the fourth cue, fourth take, and I thought it was just queuing back to the third. I like you know what I'm saying. There were three yeah, takes. So yeah, yeah, because, the because then the you walk one. away from the cart thinking, okay, we're done here. We're back to the first and, it, and it's it's queued up. That to the, suspicious to, one there that which you didn't, I thought was the first, the first one again. One. Yeah. yeah, so you thought, okay, now I can leave yeah. it alone because yeah, yeah, you listen yeah. to them all. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so that's oh, what happened. Oh, yeah. I did listen to them. I got um, you. Yeah, I got so, yeah. Man, okay. Give me your social media. Where can people find you? Are you online any place? Yeah, if anybody's ever looking for any sort of voice work, you can uh, go to edbishopvo or edbishopvoiceovers.com. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm on Instagram, same name. Okay. Facebook, Are you on Twitter name. or anything? No, no Twitter. All right. Nah. That's where the cool kids hang out. Well, I know. I'm not, I'm honestly not a huge, so I'm not a big fan of social media. I got just, you. I just don't like that. But totally I have to from a business standpoint. So, right. you know, just to be relevant. And, yeah. Right. Uh, well, this yeah. is the part of the podcast where I take your picture uh, for All the right. podcast. So be sure and smile big there. We've smile big. Ed Bishop, everybody. Click, click. <laughs> Wait, you know what would be cool? You know what would make this cooler? Oh, boy. Is if I would, um, if I would have the, the, the sound effect, you know? Sound oh, effect. Yeah, so the, you can hear the ching ching. Oh well, it's not going to do it because I'm old and I don't know how my phone works. <laughs> you talking about the click? Yeah, the click click. Turn the ringer off. Doesn't I it work? did, and it's not working. Well, you can edit in post, can't you? We got sound effects. I got sound effects library. I'll give that's you. That's right. You've got yeah. every sound effect I in do. the world. I'm gonna I can to... put the best camera effect. It'll, you'll be like, man, that's a high end camera. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let's see. Hold shutter. Hold. Uh, I mean, I feel so old right now because it, it says shutter sound is on, Ed. Yeah, but your your phone ringer is off, isn't it? <laughs> Hang on. Here we go. And ready, set. This is so <laughs> worth it. Oh, you, can hear it. you can hear it, right? 
Oh, it's so faint. Yeah, it's stupid. I'll send you one. <laughs> Ed Bishop, everybody, from The Blaze, the man behind the promos and all the fun stuff that you hear. Listen for his handiwork and his voice during the opening theme of Moron Trivia, for example, which you hear on Pat Unleashed. Thanks so much, man. I appreciate you spending time. No problem. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for taking your time. Absolutely. This is fun. All right, cool. Let's have a beer. Um, Yeah, I'll bring him in. Go brew me one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This has been At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. Look for At The Mic Show on Twitter to connect.